caring for children has always been one of the deepest and most satisfying things a human being can do. The world is changing and there's never been a more important time for childcare business owners to start marketing their businesses. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything that can help you grow your childcare business and stand out in a crowded market. Welcome to the Childcare Business Growth Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Nick here from Childcare Business Growth. I hope you guys are having a super awesome day. So I'm on with, right now with the amazing Courtney Donaldson from Christian Co. And today we're going to talk about acquisitions. We're going to talk about the current market. We're going to talk about challenges. And hopefully Courtney's going to give you some, well, I know she's going to give you some really good value for those of you that are looking to acquire more settings, looking to expand, and just to give you an overview of where the market is at right now. So Courtney, I am very, very grateful for you. First of all, giving up your time to be on. Do you mind just giving everyone a quick overview of yourself? Because I will never do it anywhere near enough justice. So you tell everyone a little bit about you, if that's okay. That's great. Hi, Nick. Thanks for your time as well this morning. So I'm Courtney Donaldson, and I'm Managing Director of Childcare and Education Sectors at Christian Co. Um, so Christian Co is a business. Uh, we're headquartered in the UK, but we have an uh, international network of offices across Europe. And equally, our services extend into the US, Asia, China, Middle East, and, and most parts of the, the, the globe. My team and I, we specialize within the childcare center markets. So we advise owners and operators and investors that are looking to um, either come into the childcare markets or they have an existing business and they're wanting to expand and grow their business, be that in their domestic territory or if they're wanting to acquire centres overseas and branch out. Um, I'm a chartered surveyor um, professionally by, by trade and um, I'm also a corporate trustee of the UK's largest membership organisation, the National Day Nurseries Association. Um, so I help them support their members on all business property and advisory services. Um, it's quite a wide range of services we provide. So everything from business conception, if someone's thinking about opening a daycare centre and they do a business plan to think about that, through to helping them find finance to, to open that setting, through to rent reviews, lease renewals. And then when they come to sell, when they want to retire, we help them at the end of that process as well. Nice. So is that a kind of, um, so I know obviously the core service around helping buy and sell, those additional services there, the support you provide, is that a, um, like a package you guys do for people then? How does that work? It's all, it all depends on our expertise is understanding early years and understanding childcare centres. So um, it, it just depends what operators need at certain points in time. So, for example, if we maybe, for example, a, um, a daycare centre manager, she might have come into a small inheritance. She might be thinking about opening her own. It might be her ambition to open her own setting, but she doesn't quite know where to start. So she might create a business plan. And we would help her refine that business plan because obviously it's a lot of time, effort and financial capital to be deployed into creating your own business. So we'll help them sensor check whether or not the business plan is you know, realistic and in keeping with expectations. Um, we'll help them then raise funding via their bank or their investors to raise money to either find a plot of land to build a new children's centre or to buy a, a nursery. 
if it's the leased property, they might have a landlord, they might need help with rent reviews or renewing their lease. Um, so it's all those different property sort of business services that relate to ensuring a high quality, sustainable um, sort of childcare centre that's successful in the longer term. Nice. Excellent. So you you do a lot. I didn't realise you, you guys did so much. So that's very eye opening for me. So tell me a little bit, if you don't mind, about what what are you seeing in the industry right now? Are you seeing, you know, obviously we're talking a post pandemic world. What are you seeing going on? Give us a quick overview, if that's OK. I think it's really interesting. I mean, you know, around the world, daycare is an essential part of communities and it's an essential part. It's, it's increasingly viewed as essential infrastructure. You know, essentially more and more parents have got dual working requirements. More and more parents have to work to meet the, the cost of living. More and more parents recognise the importance of their child accessing really high quality early years education. So the whole profile of the nursery sector, the children's care sector has massively raised, especially post the COVID pandemic. Um, I think around the world, operators, you know, they were often first line responders, keeping their daycare settings open to service the, the needs of key workers yeah. when other businesses were closed. So the profile of early years is raised. I think the academic evidence showing the importance of quality education has been raised and it's a needs driven sector. So, you know, it's always been a very strong market globally, but post pandemic, there's been massive demand from newer investors that are wanting to invest in early years and invest in childcare centers around the world. We've got existing operators around the world that are well established that actually they want to grow their portfolios, be that in their domestic location or make acquisitions overseas. Because if they buy a children's centre business overseas, they're learning different attributes from that business that they can actually incorporate within their own business. So it's all about sort of knowledge gain and growth alongside the prospects for you know financial growth within that business as well. Um, so we've seen a real tsunami of new interest being expressed in, in the sort of early years, children's daycare markets around the world. And do you find that that's coming for, so we, we you know, I, I was talking to someone last night in Canada around this, that there's, there's going to be this huge growth now because of this new funding stream that they have. But do you find that it's more individuals or do you find it's more larger change or private investors? What is it that you're seeing right now? It's a complete mix, Nick, across the board. So we have um, individuals, they might have a background in early childhood education and care, and they might want to establish their own business. It might be uh, an operator. I mean, lots of our clients around the world, they, they open their own daycare center because they couldn't find the right childcare for their own children. So they've, they've opened one nursery. And then before you know it, it, that business is doing so well. Other parents are saying, this is great, but we'd love a service closer to us. Can, can you open a setting near to me? And some of those owners, before they know it, they've gone from quite a small business catering for their own children to four or five nurseries. And once you get to that stage, they're then thinking, well, actually, I need the infrastructure. I've got a central support team. We've got these great policies, procedures, curriculum. And I actually do want to expand because parents are saying how amazing our service is. And they want our service in their area. So they're growing as well. 
We've then got the global groups, you know, in the States, Bright Horizons Family Solutions, in the UK, headquartered Busy Bees, they're spanning multiple territories, US, Australia, New Zealand, across Europe. Um, so they're all looking to expand, but they're looking to buy high caliber, high quality nurseries, um, either small groups or larger national groups. Um, and then investors, obviously, you know, those of us that have worked in this space for many decades and, and a long time, we really value what operators are achieving in terms of high quality. But increasingly, I think investors are turning their eyes to the sector saying, wow, this is a great space. We want to be involved. All the sort of business dynamic and drivers are showing how important early years is, and therefore they want to become engaged in that opportunity. And, and it's very interesting because we've had a couple of clients recently that have sold to, you know, private investor groups, et cetera, or, um, you know, some of our clients are looking to expand themselves. You know, might be two or three settings, want to expand their portfolio up to 10, for example. Very, very interesting to see. So we've talked about the, the buyer side. Tell me a little bit, if you don't mind, about the typical kind of seller you're looking at. What are you seeing right now? Is it people that are just disheartened, retirement? What is it that you're seeing typically that type of seller that's coming to you? I, I think in terms of the type of seller, it's a really wide range of, of sellers from, you know, sort of individual owners that might have one center through okay. to regional groups, through to national and indeed international groups. Obviously, when COVID hits in Q1 2020, a lot of people would have had their exit strategies planned and they've planned to exit in 20 or 21, but COVID had such an impact on them, their operations, the business performance, the financial performance of those businesses, their, their plans went on hold. Everyone went into business survival mode. But since, since that time, as we came out um, in different phases around the world, we've, we've really seen an increase in operators that actually they're, they're exhausted. It's been really tough for them. It's been it's been quite hard for some owners. You know, smaller settings, smaller groups have had to, the owners have had to make quite critical decisions um, at very short notice on a daily basis. Globally, we have some major workforce crises. And I think globally, there's a general recognition that early years does not receive the, the, the sort of the, the true recognition it deserves in terms of a career for young aspiring career professionals to go into. It's It's still generally perceived as quite sort of lowly um, valued work, which clearly isn't the case because it is certainly from my experience, early as workers, the most influential people in, in a child's first five years, those first three to five years are critical. So we have seen owners exiting because of the, the general weight and burden and, and exhaustion post COVID. But equally, we've seen owners exiting because the markets have been incredibly strong in the last 12 to 18 months. And some of the prices that the best quality businesses are achieving, you know, they're at, a, they're at a, an all time high in many locations. And so owners are thinking, gosh, after 20 years of running my business, actually, I'm coming up to a certain anniversary. And, and now is the time I want to actually change my direction. I don't need the responsibility that come with running my business day in, day out. And actually, I can see that there are some buyers out there that, you know, were very keen to, uh, to buy my business and pay me a really good price. So there's lots of different drivers, Nick. The um, for, for me, I think, you you know, just listening to you there just says everything we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, 
particularly with us, my wife and I, when we we sold our childcare center in um, December, for us, it was very much a point of, um, you know, again, we, I can relate to some of those things you spoke about. You know, you've gone through COVID, et cetera. But for us, it was more about family was the biggest thing. Um, and at that time, we were focusing on, we had other business interests. We were focusing so much around, our time was being so absorbed um, yeah. into the childcare side of things that, you know, it was right. We need more time with our family. This is where we want to go, different direction, et cetera. And uh, I think it's important, isn't it? You, I should imagine you come across a lot of people right now that maybe are more reflective on maybe where they're at in terms of the business after coming out the back of the pandemic and looking at what are their options? What do they want to do? Because you know you can almost get tunnel vision and get so stuck into the day-to-day that you, know, you, you don't have that clear exit strategy around where do you want to go? And then all of a sudden it's been, oh my gosh, I've been through the mill the last two years or so. I need a break. I, I, you know, re- reset. Do you see a lot of that right now as well? I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I, I did a, a webinar a few weeks ago and, you know, there are a lot of challenges for business owners, you know, just the weight of running the business, the responsibility, you know, you're looking after parents most prized assets and then all the staffing challenges and everything else that goes with it. And it can be really challenging. And off the back of this webinar, I had a few messages from those that have been watching and, and they were saying, Do you know what, it was fantastic actually, you know, to look at things from a different perspective. We're so involved in the hands-on day-to-day granularity of just, just functioning. Actually, sometimes we don't have the opportunity to stand back and hear about what's happening in the wider sector and hear about the perception of the markets and the demand from investors and other buyers and those different things. And I think that's 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 really, it's having that time to be able to reflect on what's happening outside of day-to-day operations. You mentioned as well about just the your experience of selling your business and the challenges. And I had a, a lunch, a completion, celebratory completion lunch a few weeks ago um, with a husband and wife. They've been in business for 25 years. They had a portfolio of 10 childcare centres and they've made the really difficult. I mean, a lot of our clients, it's a really difficult decision to sell because they love, they're so passionate about their business. They've created a real legacy. So the idea of selling can be really quite challenging just to even come to terms with that. But having made that decision, we successfully sort of sold their business confidentially and we were having lunch and, and, um, I, the, the, the the wife of the partnership she basically said to me she said Courtney having sold our business I actually had one full night's sleep I had a whole night where I didn't even wake up and she said I haven't experienced that in 25 years you know when they're on holiday they're still at the end of the phone if anything arises and invariably something does arise even with the best managers in the world you know Things do crop up, and so you, they can't take that breather. So it's really we we really enjoy just helping those business owners from the entire business life cycle, from you know the conception of their business and helping them with the shaping of that business plan through often you know many decades of operations through to actually them then you know they're benefiting from all their hard work and going on to the next stage of life. And and often at the moment it is to spend time with, you know, sort of grandchildren increasingly or their children have just gone to university and their husband may have retired and and actually they're just ready for, for, for a breather. The other interesting thing, Nick, is that over the years, the number of times we help clients to sell their business and they're so 
you know, they're sad to sell their business, but they also, at that point in time, it was the right thing for them to do personally. And they, they then take a couple of years out. And, you know, some of them can't keep away. So they'll come back after three or four years of their non-compete agreement and they'll say, oh, Courtney, you know, we, we, we had five or six nurseries. It, it got too big, but we'd love to come back. We'd love to buy one special nursery. We want to have one final final nursery. And so, you know, I think there's a real passion and a real emotion around that. So um, a lot of our clients, they will come back into the space because they're so passionate about what they do. Oh, they, they can't stop. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing for us. You know, um, you know, I, I don't want anyone to, to listen to this podcast and think, oh, you know, you should be looking to sell your business. For us, for us it's a case of, more important, the most important thing that we're trying to help them with here at childcare business growth, and I'm sure you're exactly the same, is what's right for you, your per, you know, your personal life, your family life, your 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 long-term goals. And if your goal is to have 10 settings or 100 settings, that's great. We'll support you, and I'm sure you're exactly the same. You'll support them to get to where they want to be. And I just think it's looking at that stage of life. And the most important thing I think they, people should take from this last 10 minutes is being crystal clear on what do you want from your business? What is the ultimate goal here? Is it a case of that, you know, like you said, you've been in tunnel vision for the last two and a half or three years that you're just focusing, you, you haven't had a chance to raise your head above water and even look at other options or realize that the market is so, you know, opportunist right now. But, or is it a case of, do you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm in a situation where that's it. It's, it's hard. And I think I remember someone mentioned to me a few years back, there's a very difficult phase between going from two settings up to 10 and that, that growth curve, uh, you know, there's, you know, you go through maybe one or two, you've got a, you know, a lifestyle business, you can support yourselves and, you know, still have some holidays, et cetera. But that there's that uncomfortable growth phase, isn't there going from two to 10? Where, where do, what, what have you seen there, Courtney? Have you seen anything around that, that, people struggling between that phase and they want to try and get past that so then they can bring in a, a senior leadership team. What's your thoughts around that part? No, absolutely. And that really is a very critical phase. And when you say two to 10, I think it does depend on the size of the settings. So if you have two yeah. settings that are in the US that are 200 places, that's quite different to say two, two centers in the UK that might be just 35 places each. So it, it's that capacity level. Um, and I, I quite agree. It's that midpoint that you get to a certain level. It, it, it might be five or six. And at that point, just to, to maintain quality, to have the functionality within the business in terms of HR and accounts and marketing, and then, you know, all just the, the sort of the nuts and bolts of operations, the, the operator, the owner, they, they can't do that on their own. And, you know, increasingly, you know, the responsibility of managers that that level start to change because more and more sort of responsibilities are placed on their shoulders so it can then be quite a challenge to step to the next level and, and that's where often we'll speak with owners and they'll say to us Do you know what i'm going to stay where i am because actually i i like to be in control i like to be hands-on and this is a comfortable level for us and others will say actually we do want to now move to the next level and we want to be more strategic and oversee the growth with the right people in post. And that's one of the challenges, finding the right people to then come in as, say, you know, the ops directors or the, or the a new managing director if someone's wanting to move into a chief exec role. And the other thing, I think it, it was so critical what you said about, you know, what do you want from your business? Because it's you know, this is about 
business growth, but equally it's it, it's about the individual businesses and how those businesses are performing. So you now occasionally we'll we'll see we'll advise on businesses that are you know individual nurseries as part of a small group and every single nursery is firing on all cylinders they've got amazing staff they've got amazing marketing strategies they've got a fabulous reputation uh, that childcare center is the go-to center in the area for that community and great occupancy great fees everything's well controlled good reinvestments and it's it's doing really well but then we have other operators that actually they may have perhaps lost sight of that and they're thinking growth is about the number of settings the, the number of nurseries well, no one really wants a portfolio of 50 nurseries if all 50 nurseries are trading with 40 or 50% occupancy because your management team is spread so thinly. So in every group, once you get over eight or nine or 10 settings, you'll always have some of those childcare centres that need more attention than others for a variety of reasons. Um, but it, it is a challenge and you're quite right. You have to be asking yourself, what, what do you want? Because... These aren't necessarily lifestyle businesses. I think you know, they are very intensive, aren't they? And, and they're with you 24-7. So for some people, it's one setting. For others, they have, you know, different objectives and different strategic plans. It's And that's always a big question for first-time buyers. You know, we have lots of individuals that come to us and they'll say, oh, you know, I really want to get into the earlier space. I'm really passionate about early years. And you have to ask them, you know, well, what's your business skills? You know, what's what's your early years expertise? You know, this is a, a labor and time consuming oh, business and yeah. you have to have the right attributes to be successful at that or buy in those skill sets and gain you know, the extra support to do that successfully. See, uh, the, there's one point, there's a question I have for you, but I'm going to come, there's one more I want to come back to as well. But tell me, if you don't mind, what what would be your top tips right now to someone that's looking at potentially either they, they might be slightly different so uh, if you need to adjust the answer please let me know but if someone's brand new coming into the sector or if someone's looking to grow what would be your top kind of three tips that you would recommend that people think about right now absolutely so if somebody is brand new coming into the sector be that um, an individual or be that you know, private equity at both ends of the spectrum with different sort of levels of, of, of funding available to them. They have to do their research. You know, they need to understand the sector. They need to understand operations in the territory in which they're investing. You know, you've mentioned their funding arrangements in Canada. Well, obviously every country has different funding arrangements. Every country has different degrees of government support or government subsidies, different dynamics, different staffing ratios, Different cultures. So parents will use childcare settings in different ways and parents expect different things. So the first thing is the sector due diligence on the country in which you're going to invest or open your first setting. You know, do your market research, understand the market, understand the drivers, understand the demographics of, of your parent profile understand in that local area where you're thinking of opening or buying a setting you know what will be your usps you know what what's the competition doing what will you do differently what are you going to do to set yourself apart from from other providers to make sure that you become the go-to operator so 
I think a lot of it is around due diligence for those coming into the sector and for them as well. I think, you know, take professional advice, you know, speak to your accountants. If you're going to start your own business, think about your tax planning um, and understand uh, the, the sort of the legislative and regulatory environment in which you're operating as well, which is key. Um, so those are the sort of the key pointers for new entrants. For existing entrants, I think it's being there is so much opportunity and there's so much passion in the sort of childcare centre space around the world. It's being really clear in what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, it is having a clear business strategy. It's being quite clear on what you're looking for in terms of buying a new business. So whether it's one setting or five settings or 50, what are the things that are important to you in terms of the profile of that centre, you know, the regulatory standards, you know, in the, the length of time that management has served with that business, you know, buying a, a mature, established group um, is quite different to buying a group that have a lot of centres that are struggling and failing and might need to be turned around. They're very different skill sets that's required. Um, and, and I think across both of those areas, it's you know, speak to other providers, speak to other advisors, keep an eye on the market movements. Um, but while speaking to people, also be mindful of confidentiality um, because you know it's a very, even though it's a, a large globe, these are small communities. Yes. And eventually I think um, it, it, sort of trust and trust and sort of um, ad adhering to what you say within those communications is really quite important when you're sort of trying to buy a business. Um, there's a lot of sensitive information that is shared and, you know, often you'll be asked to enter into a confidentiality agreement and I think that trust and integrity in that confidential process is, is really important. Um, yeah, but then, so there, there's so much I could go into off the back of that. I think the, I think the big thing, this actually leads me into the next question or the point I was going to make is that if anyone's watching this, I think one of the biggest things that any business owner you'll see is, I say this to everyone all the time, no matter what, you know, most people go into business because they love what they do. You know, whether that's they, they love childcare, they, whatever business it is, they love what they do. They didn't go into business to learn marketing, sales, you know, operations, finance, all those other things. So I think one of the biggest things here, where this relates to Courtney and the team there, Christy's is that, you need to bring in the expertise, guys, you know, the people that specialize in this every single day, because you might have this vision of where you want to go with your business. You might want to have 2, 10, 20, 100, whatever the number is. But the more you can surround yourself with the specialist in those areas, the quicker you'll achieve your goal. Whether that's just a conversation with them, just, a, you know, a consultation, whatever it is, just go to these experts, because I think sometimes I'll have conversations with people and they say, hey, I'm looking to grow and I, I want to find more centers. And, you know, we often say, well, that's not our area of expertise. We, we can be pointing in the right direction. But the amount of knowledge that you guys have in this area is phenomenal. And I think people need to realize sometimes that you have to make investments. You have to take the time out to have these conversations and really go and speak to experts like obviously Courtney and the team there, because these are the people that do this every single day. Okay, so every, any one of you that's watching this right now, if you are thinking about whether it's your first center or whether it's, you know, um, coming into uh, expanding the center. Yes, you can look at other successful business owners out there, 
But remember, they've designed their business their way, okay? What you need to do is look at industry experts that deal with multiple different types of sectors, sorry, different types of childcare centers, you know, whether it's a different style of childcare or, you know, uh, you made a very interesting point earlier, Courtney, about um, the type of care you want to provide, the type of family you want to attract. Because I think sometimes you could go into an area and, you know, you've got this ideal customer in mind, but, you know, that demographic might not be around in that particular location, or there might already be a facility that's catering for that demographic. So I think it's really important for someone to challenge your thoughts or your ideas around where do you want to go with the business. I was talking to someone in New Zealand this morning and, and they, you know, I was saying, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And they said, I never even thought about that. And that's such a major hurdle. So the point I'm trying to say to you guys is, Look at the industry experts, whatever you're, wherever you're going out right now, whatever the next step is in your business, whether it's growth, whether it's your first acquisition, uh, moving from a home provider to your own physical location. Look at these experts, have a conversation. So Courtney, I'm, I'm very grateful for you, John. I could talk to you a long time about this because um, your knowledge and expertise, I've got a million and one questions. But if someone wanted to reach out to you guys, what's the best way for them to reach out and just to get in contact and to really pick your brain around how you could help them. Absolutely, Nick. So we're available on all social media networks. Um, and so our website is christy.com and my contact details are on there. And then we also very much, as you say, I think our relationships start with conversations and we welcome opportunity to speak to operators to discuss whatever their plans are. So I can be reached on my UK-based mobile, which is 078310. Nine 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 eight five, and you're quite right. I and mean, there's so many different attributes. I think for owners to speak to as many operators and professional advisors, you know, it's the due diligence, it's the property side of things. There's, and we, we, you know, a lot of our relationships we've had with investors and providers for for decades. And so we go on. We enjoy going on that journey with them as they sort of found their business, and we help them grow their business, and then help them when they come to retire. And it's making sure that they are, you know, no one wants to really sort of found business and be thinking about sales straight away, but you should always have your exit strategy in mind. So are the decisions you making, you're making today, are they going to be the right decisions for when you come to exit in five, 10 or 15 years time? Because a lot of my clients, you know, they love this space and they, they haven't got firm thoughts around their exit strategies. But unfortunately, you know, certain things crop up in life, um, which do force maybe an unplanned decision. And if they do need to sell for a variety of reasons, be they family or health related, and if they need to do that at a certain point in time, then knowing they've made the right decisions to make their business attractive to other buyers, that's a great place to be in rather than yeah. them worrying, thinking, oh, I've got not got security for tenure, I've not got this, or, you know, my things aren't in order. So... Yeah, we're here to help them along that whole business journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you know, I just want last point here. You, if you don't mind me just saying this, a friend, very close friend of mine, um, has just gone into a situation where he's what maybe early 40s, and um, he's basically got to a point now where he doesn't work at all. He still owns the business, but he doesn't work. He's brought in a senior leadership team to run his business, and it's just really interesting to see, you know, and it happened because of. Unfortunately, not to go into the detail, but something happened to very close friends of theirs, and it just totally made them rethink. Um, but they were very lucky that the business had the infrastructure, the plan in place 
that everything did run without them. But also the plan is there now that if he does ever want to sell that, it's all set up ready to do that. So I think it's really important. That last point, just for us to end on that one, is really important that you do have some type of plan in place around an exit strategy because you know it's it's all well and good going for 20 years, but then something can happen, as you say, and it can quite easily change things. Yeah. Yeah. So Claudia, I'm very grateful for you jumping on. Everyone, if you've got any questions, what I'll do, I'll make sure that we put uh, all Courtney's details down below. Um, definitely, you know, as Courtney said, very similar to us. We all work around relationships. Um, it's about coming on that journey with you guys. So if you've got any questions for Courtney, make sure you reach out and uh, drop your comments down below as well. And Courtney, thank you so much. Hopefully we can get you on maybe another few months from now and see how the market's doing, maybe the start of 2023 and uh, give us a bit of a catch up from there if that's okay. That'd be, yeah, be delighted to do that, Nick. And I'm sure there'll be an awful lot to report. It has been a truly bumpy year um, across yeah. all the global markets, actually. So, yeah, be delighted to pick up in the new year. Perfect. Everyone, thanks for watching. And as always, make sure you follow these videos, like and subscribe to them. And uh, we'll keep you guys coming with more and more content as we continue to do these podcasts. Thanks, Courtney. And I will catch you hopefully in a few months from now. Great. Thank you, Nick. Take care. We're on a mission to help business owners just like you to get more customers into their businesses and to help you stand out from your competition. If you'd like to find out more about the ways we can help your business, check out our website at childcarebusinessgrowth.com.